So this episode was recorded prior to the news that Chicago Red Stars defender Tierna Davidson signed a three-year contract to become a member of Gotham FC next season. You'll spend the next 40 minutes or so listening to Grant and I naively talk about things without this knowledge and then even joke about Grant needing a new kit to hang up uh, if Davidson leaves the the club. Yeah, <laughs> not, not great, but near the end uh you'll hear me again to discuss the move further so uh enjoy welcome back to red stars report the podcast for your news and commentary on the Chicago Red Stars. I'm your host, LT. My co-host, Grant, is back from the holidays. Uh, Happy New Year, Grant. Happy New Year, LT. Uh, Today, we wanted to focus on the important signings uh, that the club has made over the last several months without a GM in place. Obviously, um, everyone wants news on our top free agents or, you know, even the hiring of a GM would, would be uh big news, but it, it doesn't mean that the club hasn't made decisions in these last several months without one. Um, obviously they hired a new president and uh, a new head coach came along uh, with that a, a couple months later. Um, but they're, you know, the players that they've signed uh, by the club without either of those uh, people in place um, are still looking to make a big impact for 2024. So we'll kind of just go through each line um, with the five players that they've, that they've signed uh, who are staying for 2024 and beyond. And we'll, uh, we'll start with Alyssa Nair, who we all know, we all love. Um, Grant, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the the club keeping a listener on a um, one year uh, option uh, option deal after they exercised it uh, during the season this year? I could not imagine anyone else being the starting goalkeeper for the Chicago Red Stars other than a listener. I mean, whenever she retires, it'll be like you know who's gonna fill that role. But I'm just so thankful that Alyssa wanted to stay on with the Red Stars after all this stuff that has happened over the past few years. And I think that shows her dedication to improving the Red Stars, especially after the wooden spoon season that they had this year, um, which hurts so much to say. But um, our fearless leader, you know, gonna be back in between the posts it just makes me so happy to know that that she wanted to stay um yeah that's pretty much it from my end yeah she she's came to the red stars in uh 2016 and has been a staple you know between the posts since then um she missed most of the 2021 season after she got injured in the Olympics. And I, I truly believe that um, probably could have won that championship if Alyssa was in goal that entire season. 
it could be completely different because who knows what the you know the club's feelings were about fighting for um the championship that year even like without her fighting for her uh and julie when when she got injured in the beginning of that season as well um but she's always been like the chicago red stars like after the local kids like vanessa di bernardo like um after like those kids with the you know the chicago grit it was it was always Alyssa. Alyssa's always been there and after vanessa left you know as as our captain going to going to kansas city Alyssa took over that role she put on that armband and she's not you know she can be vocal when she wants to be but she's not you know she's not the boisterous leader she's the leader by example and that's what she's done her entire career is led by example uh, both for club and for country and i wouldn't want to have anyone else in goal and i'd imagine that all the players on the chicago red stars wouldn't want to see anyone else in goal next year than then a listener yeah i couldn't imagine anyone else anyone else there like the listener is her and that's it yeah i mean she was the first goalkeeper in nwsl history to to reach 150 appearances um i think it was in the regular season um in the history of the nwsl like no other keepers done that she hit what was it 500 saves or something this year which was insane yeah broke the regular season save record all those things like I know that people could watch last season from a club that finished at the bottom of the table and, you know, look at, oh, this is how many goals they conceded. Therefore, you know, Alyssa maybe isn't the one to be in goal, but that doesn't like the goalkeeper is not everything. The defense played terribly this year. It was, well, not all, not all the time, but, a lot of the games and it started with Casey Kruger and Tierney Davidson coming back, trying to get their footing into a new system that they had never played in before. In that three back, they moved Tatum Malazzo who had a stellar season at left back in that three back the, the previous year over to right back. So Casey could play in her left back, putting Tierna in the center. It was just, it was too much like for them to meld right away. And it led to a lot of goals that were given up. It's not on a list side. I, I, I bet, you know, anyone just go back and watch the goals that the Red Stars conceded this year. You could not on one hand show me the ones that were entirely her fault for positioning, stop like shot stopping, whatever. Like it wasn't always on her, especially with the kind of rotation that they had um, in that back line 
uh, this season uh, with national team play and, and, and alike as well. But um, even when she wasn't playing for club, when she was playing internationally, she was unstoppable and she became the first goalkeeper in world cup history men or women to score a pk like who wouldn't want to? she she put that ball in the back of the net and she walked right back in goal ready to stop another one like who yeah. do, who would not want to fight for that to fight for that player fight with that player and she's always been the one at every press conference for every loss to, you know facing the media being the face of the club and saying you know, we have to get better. We will get better. And the fact that she even picked, like, worked with the club to pick up her her option in the final year of her contract, it says a lot from a player to to come back to this club willingly in such a you know a a, a time of great transition and 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 struggle. And I commend her for that. And I'm really excited to to watch her in goal. Same here. And so just like, not only is she important as a player and as a leader, but there's another player that's coming back who signed a three-year contract with a one-year option with the club is Mackenzie Wood. Um, Mackenzie Wood played at Northwestern. She joined as a national team replacement when um, Alyssa was out uh, with the national team and uh, Emily Boyd was injured at the time. So Mackenzie Wood played in the, in the friendly against the Mexican national team. And the club must have seen something in her one appearance and her one like part of a season that she spent with a club to say, Hey, here's a three-year contract with a one-year option. Like they must believe in her and to have Alyssa also back for that year with Mackenzie Wood to develop her. I don't know if she's going to be the next goalkeeper for the Chicago red stars after either Alyssa leaves the team next season or retires next season, but you can't deny a club investing that much in a player as a backup, not thinking that they're looking to them as, as their future. Yeah. I, uh, I remember watching the highlights of that game. I know I couldn't, I couldn't watch the actual game. Was it streamed? Uh, I think it was on Telemundo. Mm. I believe so. I I saw some of the highlights from that game. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, the future is bright. It it was rough because like she gave up. I think it was like five goals to the national. Yeah. But it was like she made some incredibly impressive saves against an international opponent in her first career start in the nwsl like sure you gave up five i think it was five five goals 
I don't remember who was playing on defense that game, but it was not great. It was not good. Um, but she made like she made a couple diving saves, kick saves, and I was I was just watching. I'm I'm a fan of Northwestern soccer, and I remember watching her um, play for Northwestern. She was a solid goalkeeper when she played for Northwestern. But I I was I was just watching her. I was like, man, if if the club like she's just a national team replacement. But if the club kept this player, I would not I would not be upset. And and you know, a few months later, they. They sign her to a three-year contract with a one-year option. They they loan her to um, Stade Ram in France. She is out there on loan for, uh, I think, until June. But they could very easily just call her back from that loan, depending on how the rest of the offseason goes. I don't know, like, if Emily Boyd doesn't resign, if they don't draft a keeper. I don't know why draft a keeper but if they drafted keeper if they signed a more experienced veteran player to play behind there until her career was done like i don't unless something like that happens i would imagine they would recall her loan and and she would come back and, and play back up to Alyssa during uh during the season i think they should call her back have her be the number two don't have to go searching out for a free agent, especially getting that experience overseas. That's just me. I don't know how you feel on, on this. Yeah, I I think they should call her back. I wouldn't want any other player other than Alyssa developing by my goalkeeper of the future, if that's how they see her. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still don't know if they see her as the keeper of the future. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't see how giving someone a contract like that says, you know, we <laughs> we'll get rid of you and in, in a couple of years, you can play back up to whoever we bring in for three years. Like, I don't see mm-hmm. that. Like, I think they saw something in her and, and I would, I would imagine they'll, they'll get her back, um, before training camp and, and, or during training camp and, and get her, get her rolling behind Alyssa. I hope the front office is listening. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get another member of the front office, which is what the oh, whole point so is. Oh, so true. That, and that's another thing. Like the like for the first two plays you've gone through, Alyssa and Mackenzie Wood, like these two signings happened it, during the season. This was not during the off season. This is when we didn't have a president of the club. This is when we didn't have the coaching hire I think Alyssa's might even, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I think Alyssa's might even have been prior to the ownership change, um, which is also, I mean, she probably would have known about the ownership yeah. before the announcement, you know, signing this deal. But it's the whole point of this episode is to show that even though there is no GM currently, the club still has made important signings during the season last year and during this off season with like, all I this I'm... chaos. Oh yeah, of course. And I know that, I know that everyone wants like the big splash, the big name, you know, either one of our free agents coming back and, and returning or even just another free agent c- coming in. Um, that's a big name, but 
I don't want people to lose focus on the fact that you can still think positively about the moves that have been made over the course of the last several months without worrying about, you know, the uncertainty or the unknown of what, of what's to come to come next, especially without a GM. Like I hope that the next thing that's announced is a GM, but I think that's just wishful thinking. Mel Pugh maybe. That, that would be, well, we had the, I, I discussed in last week's episode, there was the, the report by the athletic that uh, Louisville racing Louisville had approached Mal Swanson and, and offered her a substantial offer. Uh, and those uh, racing Louisville was told per sources that she turned it down and said that she's staying in Chicago. So that's, you know, them announcing it would not, I mean, like, that would be like, oh, good. We have Mal Swanson, like, but it's kind of what we all expect. Like, it's yeah. the uncertain ones that- I mean, it's just like big name. For. No, I get it. But I think yeah. like with all of the, um, with all of the reports going around about like where Tierna could be going, where Casey could be going, I think a name like- either of those two would be much more comforting in this time than Mal coming back. Cause like when you have yeah. a report as like blatant as the Mal Swanson report about, you know, quote, she's staying in Chicago. Like that's basically, <laughs> I don't want to have to get a new Jersey. It's just, you know, I get, I get that too. I got, <laughs> I got plenty of, Got plenty of kits that uh that are are not players that play here anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna have to run a poll on the Discord if Davidson leaves. Like this is not gonna be hanging up anymore. I'm gonna tell you that much. Well, yeah, I no, I get that. I'm gonna turn that. around. I think, I think some of my my cards that are up in these frames. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube. I mean, I think like half of those are former stars. I don't think Morgan Bryan. I don't think there's a whole. There might be a Morgan Bryan. There. <laughs> <laughs> there might be. Um, I think the other thing is Danny ones up there. Vanessa ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't you just see you know, turn it around right now. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, right here, I have the Pride warm up kits from last season. Uh, those two players are still on the on the club i still the julia bianchi and tata malazzo i have i have their ones so i have to hang those up at some point beautiful the so anyway back, back to to what we were uh you know discussing on topic now on topic stay on topic <laughs> the um so we'll move we'll move to the next line which is probably the most important line in this off season to, to kind of focus on is the uh, defense and currently um, we just have one defender that was, was re-signed in, in the off season so far uh, we got, I think it's four players on the defensive line prior to this signing. Now there's five, but it's uh, Taylor Malum. She signed a one-year contract 
uh, with a one-year option. She started the year as a non-roster invitee, and she came to the club from Racing Louisville, where she uh, had her rookie year. And she was in three matches this season. Um, nothing super showy about them. She was solid. Um, I don't think, I mean, she may have made like a couple of, uh, you know, co costly mistakes maybe here and there, if I could remember. But I don't remember, you know, constantly being... Uh, frustrated watching her she seemed pretty solid so i'm not i'm not upset that they you know brought her back or anything i think she's a solid bench player or could even fight for a starting role depending on who the club brings to that line in the offseason if you lose a tierna davidson a casey krueger like what's that back line gonna look like unless you're signing some other you know free agent uh or someone internationally so we'll see kind of how that signing works out i i don't imagine that she'll be a starter but she could be so kind of just keep an eye out on her especially in training camp uh after the off season is over just to see kind of how she's developing yeah i think once we get a few more signings defensive signings that'll kind of be showing us where she fits exactly yeah. Um, but you know we'll see i think the the thing i keep trying to tell people uh in the community is a lot of people want to talk about like right now yeah what the formation and starting lineup is going to look like too early for that way too early way too guys it's well as we're recording since it's new year's eve that's true let's not think about this for at least two and a half months how about that and then you can ask us what we want the formation to be and what we want the starting lineup to be because it's just so early we don't know where Kruger's going we don't know where Davidson's going like we don't even have a GM everyone can just take a few deep breaths and just chill out maybe it's Please. i mean it, it's true because you like i put up a graphic last week i'll put it up again right here but there's not like you can't look at who's rostered right now yeah and think that the best 11 players on that roster are going to be the best 11 players that we have available mm -hmm. come the beginning of the season. There are plenty of free agents that are unsigned still. That and we have to go well. through the draft. And, and if draft. we sign any international players, like yeah. things take time. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't focus. I'm not going to focus and I'm not going to say anything publicly about who I think should be starting or what formations they should be in and we'll see what lauren donaldson does he could completely flip things that we know uh, you know on their head he could take a player who is constantly in a starting role and bench him he could take a player who rides the bench constantly and start them like we don't know it's it's kind of just up in the air right now but the 
the next uh, line to focus on a player who was clearly brought into the club to be a starter was uh Kerry Recaro who uh, this offseason signed a two-year contract to come back to the Chicago Red Stars. She was a surprise trade out of Angel City to you know help put a veteran player into a very depleted midfield that essentially had nobody in it. I if I remember correctly, they were taking like forwards and wing backs on the roster the previous season and saying that they were midfielders in their next uh in like the off-season roster update mm-hmm. they were putting players like sarah griffith and and jill aguilera and yeah well, i remember that Jill's still in there as a midfielder because she plays on the wings so much but like putting sarah griffith in there in the midfield and stuff it was like Clearly, this midfield has no one who is a midfielder, um, especially a defensive midfielder. And even though Carey is a solid passer out of the back, she led the club in passing percentage this this year. And um, she's more offensive-minded of a midfielder than, uh, than the position she plays for the Red Stars. She scored several goals in, in her career. Um, but she had to adjust to the role of being in that double pivot, you know, two sixes kind of defense that, that the red stars deployed and she fit it well. Like I wouldn't say, you know, she's the best defensive midfielder that Chicago possibly could get, but unless one of the best defensive midfielders in the game comes to Chicago. I don't see her losing her role to anyone anytime soon. I thought Carrie was a breath of fresh air, especially having another veteran in the roster. I mean, Chicago is such a young team that you have someone like her come in and it's just like, okay, we've got someone that's been in the game for a while, wants to be in Chicago. Like having her kind of like reassured me, and at least in the beginning of the year, like, oh, Chicago's gonna be fine. Another talented player. I feel like we get another really good signing that could pair with her, that things are gonna run very, very smoothly for us next season. Yeah, it wasn't like um it it was such it was such a surprise to I was so shocked. And the fact that she wanted to be here, like she told Angel City, like, I would like to get traded to Chicago. I don't think that was exactly the words, but she said herself, she was like, I saw Chicago needed somebody. And I was like, I want to be that somebody. And, and here she is. She's, she's, she won two NWSL championships. Like, it's not, it's not like she was some random player that was just going to come in and and help that midfield she has experience she has you know the veteran leadership and and i thought she she played very well uh for the club especially once julia bianchi sort of developed and started playing um better in that role in that double pivot with carrie i wouldn't imagine that if they did play in a double pivot again next season that it wouldn't be those two. 
playing in it but if they had to go to like a more th- like three midfielder role like a classic six eight ten i think they would probably just keep uh julia as that six and move carry up to a more natural um eight position the uh the thing that kind of like the thing that struck me the most about it is here's a player with everything that you know she might know about how chicago operates how they were operating like a struggling club a club that's in a was in a period of like drastic transition from ownerships to coaches to to everything to say that she wanted to play in chicago she comes she plays well and she goes i would like to stay here like i know they just got a new owner there's a new coach more changes but still wants to be here it's important it's very important like you might not be you might not be a fan of certain players who stay with this club but you can't deny that if people want to stay with a club that just over the last couple of years has had players wanting to desperately leave the club it's important it means a lot as a fan like just to have someone that wants to to be there and and to wear the badge and embody what it means to be a red star like Besides Alyssa Nair, like Carrie definitely would be like second Chicago grit. Alyssa Nair, Carrie. I'll leave the third one blank for now. But there's yeah. a lot of people. We had um we had a lot of discussions about the like Chicago grit, the Chicago mentality, um type of players, and we can you talk about that in another episode, but. But there's a there's a few that that if they left Chicago, you'd be like they're take they're taking that <laughs> they're taking that. Kayla Sharples, that's scary. Kayla Sharples, yeah. Rip. That's one a lot of people uh, mention. Um, Bianca St. George. A lot of us talked about um, in the community. A lot of us talked about uh, Hallie Schlegel, the rookie. Yeah. Uh, in the time that she got last season, just. Uh, like a bruise, like a brutal bruiser player who just, you know, will fight for the ball to the end. Um, and that's a, and then, you know, that's how uh, Carrie is as well. Like, I, sh- I think she did a stellar job in the midfield. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited to see her back. So, who's the last person on our list, LT? The last person on our list is a player who went unselected in the 2021 draft, went back to school. And during that time, the Red Stars got her rights. And then when she decided to come to the uh, NWSL, she joined the Red Stars in 2022. And that player is Jill Aguilera. Beautiful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> not not a player that, you know, anybody expected to, to be on the club. It just, you know just based on the circumstances um, through her draft and, you know, wanting to go back to school and stuff and the way the club got her rights, um, signed her to a contract, that contract expired uh, this year, but they, they picked up her one-year option. Um, A lot of people thought, myself included, that she was going to get 
lost in the expansion draft. I thought so too. Included. Um, as she wasn't, nobody was. <laughs> nobody was lost in the shock to my draft. core. <laughs> we shocked a lot of us. Maybe didn't shock many others. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We we talked about that already. Um, but she played her first season uh, in 2022 at uh, in a wing back role, and the wing back role in 2022 was probably the most important role on that club at the time. A big rotation between her and Rachel Hill and Sarah Lubert. And it was her performance against Sofia Huerta when they were playing the OL Reign, where she just absolutely shut down Sofia Huerta. And in the community, we started calling her the Huerta Killer <laughs> because she I did just, not know this. <laughs> she just she locked her up in that match, and it was so fun to watch. Um, like every single one-on-one -on -one opportunity that Huerta got against her, like Jill just shut her down. When when they played them again uh this season, I think Jill was in the game and she didn't just shut her down we were like oh well that but she's just still gonna keep the nickname like we it's she i love uh, like i loved watching her play and you know she didn't play a lot this year um kind of because of the elimination of that wingback role like they kind of nixed that early in the season and went back to the the four back but with casey krueger playing up up higher um but because of the elimination of that, she didn't, she played in matches, uh, late substitutions, didn't make a whole lot of impact. It's not, she didn't have like a, a season to, to remember, but when she wasn't with the Red Stars this season, she was with the Puerto Rican national team and she co-captains that team and she played really well internationally for them all season scored a couple goals um some banger goals too like I, like it was it was very fun to watch her and puerto rico's trying to to build something and 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 make something of of themselves internationally and it's fun to watch a player like jill uh kind of be at the forefront um internationally and i don't know what her role looks like for the club next year especially with like who's going to come back and how Lauren Donaldson's going to coach them, but but I'm glad that she stayed. Um, she's a really exciting player. I call her the pride of Puerto Rico. I know that's stolen from <laughs> from baseball, but I still call her the pride of Puerto Rico because she is to me. So it's a good nickname. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed watching Jill play in 2022, and the fact that she didn't play a lot this year really pissed me off a lot because I think. She is a super talented player, and I honestly hope that she gets a lot of playing time next season. Um, I haven't watched any of her international games. I know that you are very on top of the game when it comes to that. Um, you watch A-League. You watch, like, do watch all that stuff. You must have a lot of time on your hands, first of all. Hey, uh, so there's times when I'm watching those games when I'm doing other stuff, so it may not okay. be time. 
But I'm gonna try to be as good as LT next year. The well, the the disappointing thing about the the A League stuff is there's not a whole there's no no red stars in the A League uh, this year, but very true. Some, but some NWSL players, some former NWSL players, go watch uh, Courtney Vine kill it. That's true. You can watch Courtney Vine kill it. Yeah. Courtney Vine, right. come to the Red Stars, please. <laughs> Great player. Um, but I'm just super excited that Jill is back. And honestly, you know, that's a contender for uh, replacing this jersey. Really? Something happened. Yes. Okay. I, I have like a it. list. You if you're list. interested in hearing the list, Are I will in- tell you. I am interested in hearing the list. Let's do this. Okay. So this is kind of based off of like when I did WSM stuff too. <laughs> um, My first option is Tatum's jersey. You know, fellow Italian, gotta represent. <laughs> um, a second on my list was Kayla Sharples. She is no longer with us. She can get her Bay jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Um, so she's gone off the list. After that would be BSG. That's kind of like I'm putting my hands up and being up like, we'll wait and see, you know? Yeah. Um, after would be Amanda Kowalski. I don't is she changing her her I name? Know. I don't know. We'll find out. Hmm. So that would be that. And then I would say Jill. Um and then if we sign any interesting people that I like over the next few months, we'll see. Or if we draft any cool people. That's but, true too. A lot of people are big fans of of our rookies from last season. Yeah, a lot of people talking about wanting uh, Penelope Hawking and Ali Schlegel jerseys next season. I I, uh, I met I Ali Schlegel. Did you? At well, she came to Kane County. Oh, for, I remember that for Women in Sports Night. Her and Sophie Jones were there. I remember that. And um, yeah, I was telling her about you know how how great the Chicago Red Stars fans are and. Are the best. I did have to remind her because you know Nebraska uh, did beat Penn State that year, of course. which was was very nice. But I I said that I, you know I'm a big big fan of her and you know Penelope and because they killed it at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see who we draft, especially with our beautiful draft picks we have like five. so many right five that's five yeah. that's a lot number three overall would be number one if it wasn't an expansion year <laughs> so that's unfortunate oh, oh well oh well at it's, least the number at least one's we not have always draft picks. the best player it's not always the best player so true at least we have draft picks unlike this team that's true. They did trade away a Sky. lot of to trade away a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of draft picks. Uh, they did do that. That was very unfortunate. Good thing that this nope. isn't a Sky podcast because I would just okay, go on no a rant Caitlin about Clark how. Them. Oh my god, <laughs> Caitlin Clark, you are now an Indiana fee. No, bad, 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 bad. But anyway, anyway, 
yeah that's i have a bad habit of getting off topic all the time that's why my that's fine that's what podcasts are for that's why my episodes were so long for my other shows is i always go i would always go off topic even in interviews it's fine by me hey off topic on interviews is like that's a given amanda kowalski's interview was an hour and a half and that was unedited by the way that is just pure i never edited my episodes fun fact what you see is what you get (laughs) I edit. I edit these songs. <laughs> You're more dedicated to the craft. Than I don't. I, I just, uh, you know, there's <laughs> there's times there's some things that you can cut that you want to cut. <laughs> like if we were recording before we started, you would cut all of that. Probably. Yeah. I probably would. <laughs> oh, that's just planning and stuff. No one wants to hear us planning. No, no, no. I'm talking about Kansas. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll cut that. Yeah, and, and we were yeah. recording, but I would cut that. Yeah, and we're off topic again. It's okay, but um, yeah. So that's what the club has done without a GM. It's maybe not be like you know the most flashy thing a club could possibly do without a GM, but. Things are happening. Things are changing. We'll see what happens in the coming days, in the coming weeks, in the coming months. If something happens between when we're recording this and when I release it, someone signs with a different team. If we sign a free agent, whether one of our own or someone else's, I will put it right here. I will will solo talk about whatever just happened. If it doesn't happen, this is still staying in the episode. He's not editing this No hard cuts, no editing this. Hi, hello. It's LT from the future. I'm here to break away from the episode to talk about Tierna Davidson moving to Gotham. Uh, Tierna was drafted by the Red Stars in 2019 and has been one of their best players on the club um, and that we've watched throughout the years. After missing the 2022 season with an injury, her performance in 2023 what had a rocky start trying to get into you know, a formation that she hadn't played in uh, with the club yet. And then things got better she started getting called into the national team later in the year people started noticing her again and she just started thriving by the end of the year and I know that it's hard to watch a player like T go somewhere else but it's kind of been the reality of of being a Red Stars fan the last three years watching players who we know and love choose to go other places because of the way that the the club is was um structured and and issues that were happening within it and i'm incredibly happy that free agents get to choose where they want to play and who they want to play for so i can't blame her for wanting that she mentioned uh earlier in the season that coaching would be a big factor in her 
free agency decision. And Juan Carlos Amaros is a great coach over at Gotham that players really seem to, you know, want to play, to want to play for. And so I can't blame her for, for that. And she also mentioned in interviews after the announcement that she was looking for stability something that the Red Stars can only hope to achieve in the coming years. It's just not a guarantee right now. You can only pr like promise someone like I, that, that the club will find stability and, and, and be a place that, you know, every single player can, can feel safe and, and not have to, to worry about things off the field, which is something that she also mentioned that she was just excited to focus on football again and loving the game again and not having to focus much on off the field things. And that's exactly what Chicago has been for the last few years for her is a place that she had to worry about things that were happening off the field, coaching changes and, and uh, different ownership. And you can't imagine just like, being a player and the first question that is probably asked to you by any media member or any fan is, you know, about your new coach or, you know, what you think the future of the, of the coaching of the club is. And what about the ownership and what about, a, you know, a GM and that's not stuff that you want to constantly be asked as a player. So her being able to go somewhere where she can just focus on her on on the pitch play and focus on herself and her career. I'm just I'm really happy that she can do that. Um, now Gotham as a whole is making a bunch of big moves in free agency to essentially become the U.S. Women's National Team. It seems, but I'll wait for next week when I have Grant here uh, to talk about that further. But anyway, you can enjoy the last remaining minutes of the episode and we'll go back to past LT. But so that's where that'll go. And then, but I, I did want to finish the episode by talking about a player who we just mentioned. Um, I wanted to say congratulations to Zach and Amanda Fick, formerly Kowalski. I don't know if she's going to change it on the back of her jersey. She might. She will always be Goose to us and her mm -hmm. family. Um, always a big fan of Goose. So congratulations to the couple. The pictures of the wedding have been great to see. Um, fun to watch throughout the weekend. Um, Tatum Malazzo was a bridesmaid. Pretty awesome. They've known each other for years. But congratulations to them. Zach's always a constant supporter of hers on social media, talked to him, had interactions with him a couple of times. Really fun. I, I, I really enjoy her, you know, her family and, and everything that kind of comes, comes with, with goose. So congratulations to them. But uh, for us here at red stars report, you can find us on Apple podcasts and Spotify, anywhere else you find your podcasts, you can see grant and eyes, beautiful faces on YouTube. You can just go to Red Stars Report on YouTube and you can watch us. 
Um, subscribe to our show wherever you listen. Uh, turn on notifications so you can see when our uh, episodes get uploaded. Um, Happy New Year. It's 2024. Hopefully an exciting year for the Red Stars. I cannot wait to watch more Red Stars soccer. I I am dying without, <laughs> without watching them play. I might go back and rewatch games from seasons past because <laughs> I am dying Championship them. game. I will not watch that championship <laughs> game. I have not watched the replay. I have watched a replay of every single match that season. I still have yet to watch the championship game. I can't bring I myself did it to in it. The this summer game. or la last summer. Last summer, I did it. It was painful. It is painful. Why do I do that to yourself? I'm not doing it again. I'm never going to do it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm proud but, of uh, for that. Make sure you're following <laughs> us on uh, at Red Stars Report on all our social media pages. I'll put a uh, Discord link in our uh, description. I also put a QR code on the side that goes to our link tree that has all of our different links to our social media and the Discord and, and all the places you can find our podcast. Um, I really hope you all have a fantastic new year. Uh, have a great time this year. Have a great rest of the off season. We'll see you next week for more Red Stars Report. See ya. <laughs>